1: Clearance.
2: Welcome everyone to episode 186 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Teporek and today we're going to talk about a lot of dysfunction going on across the NBA. We're going to start with the Wizards, hit on some Sixers stuff, talk about the Cavaliers and finish up with the Kings. Before all that a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio you can find our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. And we're now being hosted on Spreaker, so you can check them out on Twitter, at Spreaker. If you were subscribed through our RSS feed, everything should be coming through as usual, but just double-check to make sure that you're still getting all of our latest episodes. Joining me, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen.
0: How's it going, Mort? Brian, it's going really great, because I did not have to contact my lawyer today (laughs) and have him contact my place of employment.
2: Yeah, great. (laughs) I, it, I you know, I, I, so I see this report come out. I'm at uh, like running errands because my in laws are coming in town later today. And I, the first thing I think, because I know we're going to record this episode, is literally last episode, Morton said, we can't talk about the Sixers or Markel Fultz for five more episodes. <laughs> and then naturally, <laughs> we are going to have to talk about Markel Fultz today, which is just great. Really, really yeah. how I want. I'm so thankful for this opportunity. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll get there, but let's start with the Washington Wizards. because Oh, boy. Wow. It was just like yeah. one report after the other started coming out yesterday. Okay? And, you know, we, we talked about them a couple weeks ago. They got off to a miserable start. We figured dysfunction would begin to spill over at some point. It spilled over <laughs> in the past few days. Uh, according to Sham of The Athletic, The Wizards had a volatile practice within recent days with verbal altercations among players and exasperated Bradley Beal saying toward team officials, I've been dealing with this for seven years.
0: And not in those words.
2: Right. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN added some details. Uh, He said the Wizards fined John Wall for unloading a verbal barrage at head coach Scott Brooks in a recent practice. Uh, apparently after Jeff Green and Brooks pushed Wall and the Wizards teammates to raise the level of intensity in a practice last week, Wall fired back with F.U. toward Brooks. So, that all seems to be going great. And before even before all of this stuff came out, Woj had a report earlier that day that said... As the Wizards season spirals, the franchise is making every player on its roster, including Wall and Beal, available to discuss in trade scenarios. Apparently, Wall and Beal were held out of conversation, you know, as the Wizards inquired about Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler this past summer. Now they realize this thing's just rotten to the core. So, more
0: <laughs> Now they realize. Yeah,
2: right. So, like, how if you're the Wizards, if you're Ernie Grunfeld, what do you do here? Like, how do you even begin to start digging out from this mess?
0: Well, no. Actually, I'm going to take it from a different perspective. I'm not going to take it from Ernie Grunfeld's perspective because he should be out, too. (laughs) I think the entire organization should just be bottomed out. Everyone gone. Grunfeld, Brooks, Wall. Maybe not Beal. Beal is one of those foundational pieces. I like Mm Beal. Porter, whatever. I mean, just... Bottom the hell out, get draft picks, and start fresh. Look, there's no established culture. There is no structure uh, in regards to anything. I mean, Bradley Beal said it well. I've been dealing with this for seven years. Yeah. Look at that quote again. And the most amazing thing here is, you know who's not being brought up in these articles? Dwight Howard. I know.
1: It's amazing
0: hashtag the peacekeeper apparently (laughs) right like jeff green is the one
2: who's involved with these altercations
0: (laughs) what yeah oh this is this is just a new episode of the twilight zone really i mean yeah dwight being the the peacekeeper in some sort no but look what they need to do is it's so easier said than done brian Mm -hmm. that's really the part of it you know you can always go oh you know what you should do what steve nash did and what kevin garnett did like build an infrastructure as a player. But you know what? It's damn hard to find those players. It's virtually impossible because those guys have long been identified. They're under long-term contracts and in in different organizations, you can't just trade for them. They need to play the draft and they need to do so for like five or six years just to to reestablish themselves as a respectable franchise. Right now, they have nothing going for them. If they bottom out now, trade everyone and they don't end up firing Ernie Grunfeld, or they actually should fire him right now, then I suspect that the Washington Wizards will be right back where they are right now in another seven years.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, you, as you alluded to, so the, Fred Katz of The Athletic uh, shared even more from that quote, and Beal said, I've been dealing with it-ish for seven years, it starts top down, which seems right. to be a direct shot at Ernie Grunfeld, Then. You know, i mean maybe even the owner who knows you know like it goes back to what we've said about just bad organizations in general it does start top down it does start with the front office and the ownership and then you know you can have as, as many good players as you want but if the co if the front office has no faith in the coach if the owner has no faith in the front office it's going to rot eventually as mm-hmm. it clearly has here now as you alluded to Look, they've got three guys on massive contracts. They have John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otto Porter. There are multiple complications with trading John Wall. He signed, you know, that gigantic four year, $170 million Supermax that kicks in next season. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, next season. Right.
2: I know. They're not even in the midst of it, which is just amazing. Yeah. Zach Lowe of ESPN has detailed some of the complications. Basically, they would have to pay a gigantic trade kicker. Uh, if he got dealt this year. So it's most likely not going to happen this year. A
0: 15% trade kicker?
2: Yeah, which is... So he makes $19.2 this year. He's a 15% trade kicker. And, yeah, I mean, I think it's something like they would have to end up paying $21 million or something like that because of the Accenture kicking in. So, while... And there aren't that many teams that need point guards, as we've discussed. It's like Phoenix, Orlando, maybe the Knicks if they could talk themselves into, but I don't think the Knicks make that move until they you know they're already eyeing Kevin Durant. so i I right. just I don't think there are that many plausible landing spots for Wall this season. And as we've said before, I mean it's look, that's a scary contract <laughs> given all the drama that's been around Wall's team and you know his knee injuries his age like i don't know if you want to be paying that guy 45 million dollars at the end of that deal
0: 47 woof uh
2: so it feels like beal is the he has the highest trade value of the three yes but as you said he's probably the one guy you want to keep so (laughs) so what do you do then do you like just try to salary dump porter
0: I mean, that wouldn't take you anywhere, even if you did that. Right. It it doesn't really solve the problem, does it? Here's what I think is the situation. And look, Wizards fans are going to be so depressed hearing this, but let's just call it like it is. So you are going to take a loss by trading John Wall. You may Um, actually have to, yeah, or not may, you have to attach draft picks mm -hmm. to that contract, which sounds absurd because it's John freaking Wall. Or just but, take
2: back really bad contracts in exchange, which you would, right. after this season, you'd have to do anyway just because his salary is so gigantic.
0: Right. But even then, those those deals might not even be there. Right. So here's the thing. If you have to give up draft picks to get out of John Wall's deal, right, mm-hmm. then you have to regain those draft picks in the Bradley Beal trade. Mm. So if Wizards fans are sitting there thinking, oh, we might be able to get two draft picks for Wall, and then two draft picks for Bradley Beal. Right. No, no, that's not how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. You are not going to get multiple first-round draft picks for John Wall. Yeah. It's just not happening. I don't think there's a single franchise, and I'm clu- I, and I'm including Bloody Device in this. <laughs> I don't think there's a single franchise out there going, you know what? That John Wall guy, look, he's, he's in a physical decline. He's 28. He's got $170 million coming to him and there's a 15% trade kicker, I'm all in, baby. <laughs> right,
2: right. Yeah. I, I feel like Wall, I and mean, I've said this before, I, I feel like Wall is the problem here, but mm-hmm. I also think he's the least tradable of the three. So it right. feels like the Wizards are just stuck until they can get out of that deal, which, again, I don't think happens until probably next July at the earliest. Once I think right. once teams, as we've alluded to before, it. There are a lot more teams with max cap space than there will be guys who deserve max deals. So, next summer, once Jimmy and Kawhi and Clay and KD all make their decisions, there's going to be some teams out there. They're like, uh oh, <laughs> yeah, like the Bulls. Uh oh, we've been planning for the summer of 2019 and we have $40 million yep. of cap space and no one to spend it on unless we want to max out Tobias Harris. So, not saying that.
0: The- well, rather that than trade for Beal. Or sorry for Wall.
2: Yeah, I know, but that there's going to be some team out there that's saying, "Well, we went it. You know, we've been promising we were going to make a big move this summer. We have nothing to show for it." John Wall, you know, is a five-time All-Star. He has that cachet, even though people would, you know, people who've been paying attention would be like, "Oh God, that's a terrible idea. Don't (laughs) do, do not trade for him." But I think you're right that. Yeah. You're not getting you're you're not getting multiple draft picks for him. Or they mm-hmm. shouldn't. And I think they will have to take <laughs> back a bad contract or two. Really oh, yeah. just for salary matching purposes if nothing else, but I mean, it, they're they're just in such a bad spot. Like it <laughs> even if you trade Beal, you're just getting that much worse. The guys you get in the draft, you know, if you get a couple draft picks for him or if you get a young prospect, you're not going to be any better, but you're still not going to be bad enough. Well, I don't know. They're they're pretty terrible right now. Maybe we'll get a top three pick. But, you know, it just feels like they're, they're in an even worse spot than a team that just, like, the 2013-14 Sixers. They're just like, screw it. We have no talent. We're just going. Right. We're tanking for multiple years. Like, I'd rather be in that spot than where the Wizards are, where it's like, Really, your only hope is to either trade Bradley Beal or just wait mm. for these contracts to expire or pray to God that you can get out of these massive deals somehow. But, like, I don't think Otto Porter has significant trade value. Do you?
0: Well, no, not not in, in regards to a talent upgrade. Right. I've been pimping this idea for a while. I've been saying Jabari Parker for Otto Porter. Yeah. Simply because... And again, that's not like Jabari Parker by, you know, the real plus minus that is actually the worst player in the league right now. <laughs> right. But it's because of his contract, solely because of his contract. Yeah. Like they can cut him for all I care afterwards. Right. It's because it's a team option. Yeah. Like he's effectively an expiring contract. Mm-hmm. You can get him in, you can get him out and then you can just shed that, you know, salary. Mm-hmm. What is that? You know, Paul Porter's looking at, I think, 27 million next year. Yeah. That's a huge chunk off that cap, which does give them some sort of flexibility moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they look at it, at it that way. I don't think they look at Porter as, oh, we need to salary dump him. Right. I think they look at it like, we want an expiring contract and a draft pick mm-hmm. and a young player or some variation of this. Which, you know, you it, it does make sense because Porter is a versatile 3-4 who even even in a pinch can you know play two guard, which is re- re- pretty ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he has that versatility. I'm not advocating you should play him a two guard. I'm just saying, in a in a pinch, you could. Meaning, he's flexible. You know he can do a lot of things. He's one of the best jump shooters in the NBA. He's just not proven this this year, but you know his track record speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, his defense might be a little bit overhyped, but it's not bad. Right. He's wonderful in transition. He would improve any team that he goes to drastically, in my opinion, because right now he's just I think he's mentally checked out, yeah. and I don't blame him. Yeah. So I think there there are teams out there that could get a really solid starter for very cheap. Depending on how they play, Washington—they need to play them a little bit and go. You know what? You're not getting a draft pick. You're right. not getting a young player. Right. You know, you're getting an expiring contract, and then you you get the flexibility. Maybe if you really play hardball, we'll throw in a second. Mm-hmm. Hence the Bulls, right? Yeah. Here, take a second, maybe two seconds. Why not? But what I, I want to return to Wall for a second because mm-hmm. I have a question for you. Do we agree? You you, might, you mentioned the word stuck. Do we agree whoever ends up with John Wall, be that Washington or Mm -hmm. somebody else, wherever John Wall is playing because of his contract, that team in some capacity is going to be stuck?
2: Oh, yeah. All
0: right. So can we now give him a new nickname that is Hot Potato?
2: (laughs) It's like, I don't know. So there's a new Mario Party that just came out. And there's one of the mini games is like a hot potato just with bob bombs where you just pass the little bob right and you have to throw it right before it explodes. Nice. That's John Wall. That's John wall That is contract.
0: John Wall. Oh, God, we, we found it. Yeah. Dear NBA Twitter, go spread the word. Hot potato is John Wall's new nickname. Yeah. I love it.
1: Yeah.
2: Yep. I want to, before we move on from the Wizards, friend of the podcast, Nikias Duncan, actually wrote something recently, I think right before the Jimmy Butler trade, He actually suggested the Heat should be in on the John Wall. Maybe go for, like, some... I think he pitched, like... I think it was Dragic, Whiteside, and a pick for Wall and Mahinmi. I could be wrong. It may have been some other salary filler, but the idea was flip Dragic for Wall because you're still keeping point guards or giving each team a point guard. Right. And then the Wizards can get out of the Mahinmi deal. Uh... I'll double check, but but what do you think about that idea? Because like you know, clearly we've talked about Miami and how they're also kind of stuck after mm. giving out all those big four-year deals. Do you right. think that now they'll be
0: even more stuck?
2: <laughs> so, do you, do you think it's worth the gamble though? Especially again, given they're not going to have what's cap the upside? space, they they can't get a star any other way.
0: But like, what's the upside there? I love Nikaias, but what's yeah. the upside?
2: just having that first star in theory and getting away from Whiteside
0: well I mean yeah I get that but Whiteside's been better this year he at least seems like he gives a something <laughs>
2: right 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 that's true but
0: but I mean look I, the Miami's problem is very much similar to you know Charlottes and and Washington's in in that you know they just have a clock cap. Mhm. I mean, it's all about the flexibility really. And if you then trade for John Wall, like he's going to clock the cap up. So like okay, look, he's going to earn 42 and a half million on average during that extension. And then you have the trade kicker. And here's the thing. A player can waive the trade kicker. But why would he? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's in that dollar amount. So theoretically, John Wall has a no trade clause. Mm.
2: Yeah. Oh, by the way, I, I had the deal wrong for the Nikai oh, okay. It was Wall and Mahimi for Dragic, Winslow, and Dion Waiters.
0: Oh, that's that's a little better. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you kinda need Whiteside if you're gonna pair him with Wall. Right. At least. Right. Yeah. And you get but, that
2: Dion Waiters contract, which is also bloated right. and the ankle stuff
0: M- much much like Dion. apparently if the last photo we saw of him is accurate <laughs> right. very bloated yeah right
2: yeah well yeah
0: but yeah oh,
2: it's just good it's gonna be such a this wizard situation is not gonna get better i don't think i'd be surprised if anything happens before december 15th frankly which will oh yeah yeah we're just gonna continue saying that date over and over, over through the next month because that's when a lot of the guys who signed as free agents this summer become eligible eligible to be traded so right i mean this wizard situation may get worse before it gets better but at this <laughs> rate given how dysfunctional the system or the the team has become the organization has become i right. would be very surprised if all three of wall beale and porter are on the wizards by the end of the 2018-19 season
0: i would agree but before we wrap this up you know with, with for washington's sake i'm really interested in this Bradley Beal, obviously, you know, you and I agree, he's the big get. Yeah. So if he's available and everything indicates that that is certainly the case, mm-hmm. who out there should go after him? Like we have a thread on Twitter with a lot of great writers and people, and one of the names brought up was New Orleans in mm-hmm. some capacity. Yeah. I love that idea. I, don't, I don't know how yeah. they, yeah, <laughs> right, but but just the the theoretical, you know addition of yeah. Bradley Beal to at least the main court like I know you have to give up something of value obviously mm-hmm. especially first round picks but man I mean that would change so much
2: yeah if they could make it work I just don't know how they could but
0: <laughs> like three first round draft picks right. and then you know a salary Sol- filler yeah, like, like just like Solomon Hill, compl-
2: I just don't even know right. if they have a, the salary filler for it but I guess if they because you would have, I feel like you would have to break up, without having looked very closely at this. But I think mm. you would almost have to include Nico, which defeats the purpose. Because I think the whole idea would be to keep Holiday, Beal, and then the Davis Nico Randall front court, and then your wing rotation is even worse than it was before, which speaks volumes. But that's a sacrifice you make. Um, right. Yeah, the, the one. Yeah, yeah
0: Solomon that... Hill and each one more is twenty one million.
2: Oh, so it gets you there?
0: Yeah, because Wall is oh sorry, but, Beal is twenty five.
2: Lord, they would have just at, literally zero wings left.
0: They that is true. Yeah. But I mean, you'd have a an absolute insane starting lineup.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a gamble you make if like if if Washington's really is willing to sell that low, I think you have to do it. The one I saw someone mention was Charlotte, which I think is also interesting, especially right. if you're trying to tempt Kemba to, into staying there beyond this year, and you're trying to tell him, hey, you don't have to score 50 points every game for us to win. Kemba Beal would be dirty.
0: Oh, yeah. Kemba, by the way, he, he's leading the league in scoring right now. He's
2: outrageous. And he's,
0: he is. Yeah. And, I mean, he's interested in sticking around. Michael wants us to, to, to keep him around. So, yeah, I mean, this would just put it over the top. If they somehow acquire, you know, Bradley Beal, Mm -hmm. I think that's an immediate lock for Kemp of the Summer then.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think of the three, I feel like Beal is the most likely to go just because I think that is the one guy who they can get something for, something of real value for. Whereas, you know, Porter's a good player, but just on that contract, he's not, you're not going to get as much for him and then Wall as we've discussed is like right. you you just know you're you're signing up to go on the Titanic if you trade for John Wall.
0: Oh, it just it's it's really such a tough situation because the problem is, you know, ultimately John Wall mm-hmm. and you can't move him. So, you know, you might be right that it's all about them just waiting it out, but they would have to wait an additional 4 seasons. This season barely just begun, so it's 5 seasons yeah. in total. Yeah, totally. So. Oh what a mess. What a mess.
2: Well speaking of messes, Mort, we're gonna break oh, yeah. we're gonna break your rule. We're gonna talk about the Sixers briefly.
0: Then
1: after this time store clearance for five episodes at
2: dude at this rate who knows like at this rate jimmy butler is gonna get his foot sawed off in like some roller coaster accident next week and we're gonna to have to talk about that too but so on tuesday david aldridge of the athletic sends a tweet at the direction of his attorney raymond brothers markel fultz is scheduled to see a shoulder specialist early next week Per Brothers, Fultz will not participate in team practices or games until after the specialist has had a chance to evaluate him. This comes one night after Brett Brown effectively benched Fultz for TJ McConnell in a game against the Phoenix Suns. Fultz played seven minutes. Brown put TJ in to give the team a spark. He did so. They ended up winning that game. As of a few weeks ago, a reporter had asked Fultz if his shoulder was healthy, and he said, Yeah, man, like, you know, I'm not 100% because it's just the NBA season and that's how it is, but, like, nothing wrong. Uh, Elton Brand, their general manager today, said there was nothing medically that they saw that would keep him off the court. But he's out for at least a week, and we'll find out more details after he meets with the specialist. So, more, I mean,. I again I don't want to speculate about what's going on with the shoulder, whether it is a shoulder issue. Like this we've had the same conversation at Nauseum for over a year now. Yeah. At this point, I do think it's fair to ask, though, do you think there's there is hope still for Markel Fultz in Philadelphia? Or do you think it's time for the Sixers? Like, look, they already lost that trade, right? Like the Jason mm. Tatum. And then the Kings top one protected pick. I know the Kings are friskier than expected this year, but wherever that pick lands up, it's right it you know, that that's over and done with. So that's a sunk cost oh, yeah. at this point. Do you think the Sixers just need to suck it up and say, Look, this it's just not gonna happen for Folts here. We need to jump ship while we can and potentially get something of value for him. Or do you think it's wise to just be patient and See if this kid can just get whatever is plaguing him, whether physical or mental or both,
0: straightened out. I think it depends on his trade value. Yeah. I mean, it, it really boils down to that. If there's a team out there that's willing to give up something of significance, mm-hmm. even if it's an unprotected first-round draft pick that is a couple years away, yeah. do it. I I know that it might suck if he blows up somewhere else, but you need to play the security level right now. Mm-hmm. You have Jimmy Butler, you have Joel Embiid, you have Ben Simmons. Play it safe.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really sucks because I like I want nothing for but the best for the kid. But right at this point, it's just so it's like so rapidly spiraling out of control, and that like just I mean the problem is I even if he gets traded, I don't know that it gets better for him. Like, I think it's... He's in a very... One of the worst media markets for him, for an athlete Mm -hmm. with these type of weird, inexplicable struggles because just Philly sports people are nuts and we obsess over everything. And, you know... Yes, you do. (laughs) So the beat writers, understandably, it's like they have a job to do. I get... You know, I remember when J.J. Redick got really pissed one day when they were like filming him shooting him filming false shooting during practice right. last year and he got really pissed defense, and defensive it was like just leave him alone he's a 19 year old kid which i get like that's that's how i feel about him too but at the same time like these beat writers have a job to do and this is just going to continue <laughs> i don't know how long like until he either gets traded or gets starts shooting normally it stops having weird shoulder issues so like i don't know where he could get traded to it would have to be like a small media market where just no one cares about basketball basically
0: i i have an idea i have an idea okay wilson chandler markel Foles, mike muscala and a first round draft pick to washington for bradley Beal.
2: i mean a lot of people a lot of sixers fans have been pitching Ways to get Bradley Beal. I think mm-hmm. if you could use faults to get Beal at this point, you almost have to do it.
0: Almost? No, 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 no. Get get the almost out of your head. Yeah, absolutely. What? At this point, yeah. at this point, yeah. Brian, come on, look at the numbers as well. Look, oh, now his free throw stroke is is changing by the game. I know. It, now you just have to you know make something out of it.
2: Yeah, no, it's my hesitation. There is more for giving up Chandler, too, because I would just leave them thin on the wing. But it's for
0: Bradley Beal. I know.
2: I, know. I, I, I mean, I would be very surprised if they're not at least silently shopping him. But that's my question, mm-hmm. too. Like, what do you think his trade value is? Like, is there any team that's, having seen this past year and a half, is there any team that's going to, like, sign up and be like, yeah, that sounds great. We totally want to take that on.
0: No, look, the trade I just proposed is just under the assumption that he has trade value. Right. Look, realistically, I don't think that holds any water. No. I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if Markel Foles is one of the least tradable players in the NBA, in the NBA right now, because not only is he earning eight point three million, which is a significant chunk of change, mm. you know, because of the new rookie scale contract, but he's also locked up for almost ten million the next season. Right. That's a big financial commitment, however you want to slice it. Yeah. And it's all a gamble. It's essentially eighteen million worth of gamble.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean and again it goes back to I don't know which teams there aren't many teams that need a point guard. So I feel like there's probably something workable with Phoenix. Like if Phoenix doesn't want to go the John Wall route, there's Right. Like they just have a bunch of those middle-of-the-road contracts where you could like probably finagle a deal i i don't know what you can like would they do like tj warren for markel fault
0: straight up i mean tj is interesting because he doesn't really have a place in phoenix he's playing well don't get me wrong but when they're going to make their push to become better Mm -hmm. he seems to be the odd man out right right because yeah I I I don't know. They might use him as some sort of super sub who can come in and score 15, 16 points a game. Mm-hmm. But if he's the one preventing someone from from you know from them getting a star, then no. Thing is, <laughs> Markel Foles isn't a star.
2: Right.
0: We barely know what he is. He's played thirty three career games. Yeah. We we have no idea. He's played six hundred and eighty NBA minutes. Yeah. And everything we've seen in those six hundred and eighty minutes has been weird.
2: Right. I mean, honestly, at this point, like, if you're if you're Philly, Phoenix calls you up. Mikhail Bridges and Dragon Bender for Markel Fultz.
0: Oh my God! So quick. That so quick.
2: Yeah, I I agree, and that's it. Sucks, but like, I think it's gonna be tough. Because if they do trade faults, it's going to be tough reconciling this was the number one pick a year ago, and that's all we got for him. But look back to Jalil Okafor. Like, the second you get drafted, where you got drafted becomes irrelevant. Look at Dragon Bender. He was the number four yeah. overall pick a couple years ago. He got his mm-hmm. team option declined. He could be out of the league very soon. Like, will be. Yeah. Probably. Draft status yeah. doesn't matter. After you get drafted. The only thing it matters for is determining your salary for your rookie-scale contract.
0: And fans' emotional investment. Right. That's honestly it. Yeah. yeah, you're right. It's it's like buying a Lamborghini, which I have obviously so very much experience in. Sure. Then it, right. As soon as you leave the parking lot, right? Yeah. Boom.
2: Right. The value is just gone. Ugh, it's a weird situation, man. I mean, look, again, I don't... I don't know what's going on no one does clearly aside from hopefully markel and maybe this shoulder specialist that he sees Mm. also why why wait till early next week like can't we dude's making 10 million dollars or he's about to make 10 million dollars can't we get a little expedited i guess it's thanksgiving but uh it's just so weird but i mean right from philly's angle i think brett brown is right like as weird as it is to say being without the number one overall pick in 2017 is not a gigantic loss for them because they do have TJ nope. and faults. He, he was showing improvement in terms of like his aggressiveness, his defense, the shot still isn't there. They still have like, you know, opponents have no reason to respect it and they don't, they're just openly daring him to shoot. So in the short term, especially, you know, we we've said multiple times the Sixers have a pretty easy schedule Throughout the rest of November, even heading into December, I think they have a couple games coming up against the Wizards, so they can get some Bradley Beal scouting in before. I think it was before December 15th, which is great. Uh, it's it's just weird. I I'm rooting for the kid, not only just as a Philly person, but you know, as someone who wants to see talent succeed in the NBA. But this one, this is the first time where I, my faith is really shaken. And thinking Mm. that, like, you know, up until now, I thought, look, this has all been weird. But, like, we waited two years for Embiid, and look how that turned out. We waited a year for Simmons, look at how that turned out. Even Nerlens, like, he was really good until we got 17 other big men. Look at how that turned out. The wait is often worth it for these guys. But in Fultz's case, it just feels like... This is—it's gotten past the point of parody, where it's just so right. strange that I, I'm starting to struggle to imagine a scenario in which he even comes close to living up to what he was coming into the draft. Which sucks. It really—I just hate it.
0: Fultz might also be expendable, even if he becomes like a decent player. Here's why: so you have Landry Shamid, who is more or less like the Reddit clone.
1: Yeah.
0: Next year you'll have Sayeur Smith, also a two guard. But you know who's had great success running a two-two guard system? The Denver Nuggets, mm-hmm. because they've had multiple playmakers on the court. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons can handle that rock. True. Jimmy Butler can handle that rock. Yeah. Yo, Jimmy Butler, remember he fancies himself a point guard. Right. So that's not a problem. Even Joel Embiid can handle the basketball. <laughs> so now you not have well. th- not, not no, but compared to other centers, yeah, yeah, not yeah. named Nikola Jokic. Right. Right. He he can, you know, he, he can actually take some duties off there. Yeah. But I, I don't see why you can't run with that lineup moving forward. Mm. You know, then you'll have some more shooting. You know, Sayer Smith probably over the course of this, this year off will take a step forward shooting wise, I could imagine. One would hope. Yeah. So, I mean there are still optimists to find in and Philly, and, and if you look at it and you go, you know what, that roster is fine, that's something we move forward with, then you just take the best you can get for Foles and move on. Yeah. Just psychologically as right. well. Right. Just that cloud that's hanging over you, it's almost a win in and of itself if he's moved.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with anything you said there. I, I think it's just, it's a really unfortunate situation, but they have to just treat it like a sunk cost and either... right. Move him or like, at this point, like if they're not going to trade him, I, I mean they can't do it the, without his blessing because it would be a violation of HIPAA. But like, they really need to just give a full explanation of what's going on because it all just feels like BS. So like, oh yeah, they just need to be forthcoming. I thought it was a good step today, and this speaks volumes about this organization. It was a good step that this news came out. And Brett Brown and Elton Brand immediately met with reporters to discuss it. Because that wasn't the case in either the Hinky or the Colangelo eras. They would just go mm-hmm. hide and let leave Brett to field questions he wasn't equipped to answer. So it's like, kudos to Elton Brand for knowing this situation could spiral out of control very quickly and fielding questions on it. You know, and he, <laughs> he was basically just like, I don't know what's going on, but... <laughs> best for is best for Raquel is best for Raquel. We're just going to move forward. Yeah. I like Dalton. I do, too. All right. Let's stay with even more dysfunction. We're going to go to the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Jason Lloyd of The Athletic, he wrote a column about LeBron's going back to Cleveland for the first time uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So, he wrote...
1: It's the flashback sale at Mattress Firm. We're celebrating the year we were founded with a special price from 1986, a flashback price of $169 on a new Sleepy's Queen mattress. Plus, get up to $400 off throwback deals on beds. And Wednesday through Sunday, take home a free adjustable base with a purchase of just $599. But hurry in, these awesome blast from the past savings won't last forever. Your budget stretches further at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply, valid at participating locations only. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com sale.
2: Column kind of about where the Cavs stand since LeBron has left and like Larry Nance is happy because he's a kid from Akron, he's back home, he signed an extension, la. George Hill is whatever cause he's still getting paid a lot of money. He got to go to the finals, that's great. JR Smith is pissed. Jr. Smith wants out. We we mentioned that a little you know earlier in the season that he requested a trade. It's escalated to the point where now he is no longer with the team, according to Joe Varden. Uh, mm. of, where does he even work for? At the Athletic, too. Uh, everyone works for the Athletic. Just always assume everyone works for the Athletic. Just, just,
0: just not us. Right. And, <laughs> right.
2: yeah. uh So, yeah, he will no longer act be actively with the Cavs, according to Varden. He is working with the team to trade him, and in the meantime, he will work out on his own. How, how quickly do you think we're going to get... J.R. Smith for Markel Fultz. Who says no tweets?
0: Oh, God. Look, remember what I said when we talked about Melo that I don't understand why we should talk about, you know, French NBA players? <laughs> right, right. If there's ever a French NBA player without LeBron James, yeah. it's J.R. Smith. Yeah. So, I don't... so I'm don't. just going to be honest with you up front. I, I don't care.
2: <laughs> well, here's what I think is weird. Because it, you know, Lloyd was has discussed like, well, he could just take a buyout and then leave. Mm-hmm. So here was Smith's comment in regard to that. I don't want my legacy to be remembered like that in Cleveland, Smith said of a buyout. I don't think that's fair to the people I see every every single day walking around the arena. I don't think that's fair to the trainers or equipment guys. I just look at it differently than being traded. I don't like the statement of getting bought out.
0: Uh, JR Smith thinking about his legacy. <laughs> you know, his legacy, in my eyes, is that he was responsible for the death of one of his friends because he mm-hmm. ran a stop sign. So, you know, perspective, JR.
2: There you go. I, would, I was going to say his. NBA legacy is forgetting the score of a finals game and causing LeBron being, like, the final nail in the coffin to get LeBron right. James to leave Cleveland. Yeah. It just, the whole, that quote just is total BS. I just, mm-hmm. I think we need to call JR out on that. Like, if you wanted out of Cleveland that badly, you would just agree to a buyout. Don't say it's, yeah. like, unfair to... I don't think it's fair to the people I see every single day. No, dude, you just want your money, which I respect. Like, you signed a contract. They knew what they were getting into. You know, they there's a reason that those negotiations, if I remember correctly, went into training camp or, like, right at the eve of training camp. Like, they won the title, and then LeBron was like, yo, sign JR. And they were like, ah, we don't really want to do that because you could leave in two years and then we're just going to be stuck holding the bill <laughs> for, you know, what he signed, like a four-year, 50-something million-dollar deal.
0: Way too much.
2: Yeah. So yeah. He's, he's stuck in there. I mean, he's only guaranteed part of his contract next summer, only three point, effectively $3.9 million, which isn't all that much. So I think... I do think there may be a market for J.R. Smith. What I think the Cavs will need to do is take back a bad contract. Like, if the Wizards are really trying, you know...
0: Wait, if, you're saying a trade market?
2: I mean, I think they could get something... If, if they take back eon Mahimi, or if they take back another multi-year big contract...
0: Oh, okay, that regard. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, no, no, no. No team's going to want jr yeah, smith because i was like to say
0: yeah sure in china
2: right 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 no no i'm saying they could get something they would have to take yeah. back a bad contract a bad multi-year contract but they could <clears> potentially <throat> get draft compensation whereas another team would say all right you know jr is not going to provide much value for us this year most likely but he's only owed 3.9 million next year we can waive him free up a roster spot free up you know what almost 11 million dollars of salary cap space that way i think there probably will be a deal closer to the deadline in that regard john wall <laughs> oh.
0: no here's the thing i mean cleveland with no lebron and all that it's way easier just to ignore cleveland than it is yeah washington I mean honestly that came off really dickish <laughs> right. that's not my intent but it's totally true mm-hmm. even Cleveland you know residents oh, don't yeah. care about the Cavs yeah. when LeBron isn't there like it is the most you know boring franchise you can ever lay your eyes on and again you know to quote Joakim Noah you know whoever goes to vacation in Cleveland <laughs> yeah, you know <laughs> it doesn't right. matter just Dump all the bad stuff onto Cleveland for the next couple of years. That's fine. Yeah. Just make that NBA purgatory. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Get John Wall there. Get get all the other bad mojo guys there. Jabari Park. Oh, Jabari Parker in <laughs> Cleveland as well. All those guys. Just fine. Make it a complete cluster or something. That would be that would be perfect.
2: I mean, they're not going to have the cap space to get anyone of import until no. 2020 at the earliest. Right. So I honestly think that's they should be actively pursuing deals like that because George Hill is only owed. I mean, he's owed nineteen million this season. He has an eighteen million dollar option, or it's non guaranteed, eighteen million dollar salary. Only one million of that is guaranteed. So not mm. only could they get out of Smith, they could, you know, flip Hill for the same thing. Take on a bad multi year deal, get additional yes. draft compensation. This is what bad teams should do. If you're like, if you're a bad team and you're a rebuilding team, use your cap space as a weapon, especially as teams are trying to clear out space for this coming summer.
0: But that's why they're bad teams (laughs) because they they don't don't do do it. it. Yeah. Look, okay, look, again, I'm going to go back to the Jabari Parker example. Right. The Bulls could have used that cap space to go that route this very summer. Right. Instead, they thought Jabari Parker would be a a bigger asset. Mm Mm-hmm. Come on, I mean, yeah, I that's know. why bad teams are bad.
2: I know. Well, yeah. Did you see Stephen Noah's column on the Athletic about that? I think it was today.
0: Yeah, I saw. Yeah, he made he brought up the exact same point. Right. Yeah. But we but we talked about it all year long as well. Right. So, you know, it it was a common theme throughout the entire summer. Like, why would you do this? Yeah. Just go get that first round draft pick. You know, I don't I don't believe Cleveland has. <laughs> <laughs> the creativity to pull it off, uh, honestly. Yeah, I don't either. That's really the, the the crux of the issue, and I think GMs are wise to that. I think GMs knows when teams are hungry for something, mm-hmm. they're going to squeeze them for all they can.
2: Yeah. But, like, if I'm Cleveland, I call Orlando up and say, I'll take Timofey Mozgov, just give us a first. Yep. Right? Yeah. Sure. Or, like, if I'm Cleveland, I call the Knicks and say, we'll take... Tim Hardaway or Courtney Lee, take your pick. We know you want to well, clear up two cap, two max spots next summer.
0: Tim Hardaway is putting up empty stats, which sells tickets. So I'm pretty sure. Yeah. He, no, but like you're right. You you your po- overall point, like call up Charlotte and say, hey, you know, Bismack biombo Yeah. Come on down.
2: Yeah. Right. Any? Oh my God, Charlotte. <laughs> take your pick, Marvin Williams. Right. Michael Kidd-Gilchrist. Nick Batum. We'll take any of them. Cody Seller. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're right. The problem is Cleveland, especially, they spent the whole summer selling this bill of goods. Ah, uh, you know, we LeBron left, but we're going to compete for a playoff spot. We just signed Le- Kevin Love to an extension that made a lot of sense at the time. This was always going to be the case. Just just yep. go all in. Just get, like, let the vets go at this point. You're doing a disservice mm-hmm. to them, too. Get Let Kyle Korver free. Let Kyle Korver play meaningful basketball
0: again. And let J.R. Smith not do that again (laughs) because who cares? By the way, I'm going to show my age once again. Back in in Smith's rookie season, 2004-2005, also Iggy's rookie season. You Mm. would remember that. Uh Uh, NBA Entertainment um, and NBA TV, I think, had this show called NBA Rooks and where they followed specific guys. Iggy was one of them, Mm -hmm. and JR was was one of them as well. Um, And at one point, they were in a practice, and I think it was David Wesley, I think he went up to, or someone, and just, like, asked if shoot-around was optional. (laughs) And I just remember that throughout that whole show, because it was a whole series that lasted a full season. I think you had, like, 20 episodes or something like that. I remember just coming away with this thing that, you know, for all those rookies that that show followed, Jr. Smith was by far, by far, one of those guys you could just sense would never get it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Who just always found a way to, like, complain about stuff or cut corners and just, you know, meh. <laughs> never really live up to his potential because yeah. do you remember how physically gifted he was yeah. coming into the league? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. What a wasted career, really, when you look at it. I know. Yeah.
2: All right, Mort. Let's wrap things up. Finishing the dysfunction theme for the day. (laughs) This is so dumb. Dude, I love it. This is... You know I was saying a couple weeks ago
1: that I was struggling to get in the NBA season? Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back to school styles for kids and baby. Get flip flops for two bucks, graphic tees for four bucks, shorts for six dollars, and jeans for eight dollars. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid size prices just two, four, six, and eight dollars. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and Old Navy.com. I think it's because we didn't have any truly dumb stuff
2: happening for the first couple weeks. Right. Now it's yep. just like the KD Draymond thing opened the floodgates. Now every team is doing dumb stuff. I love Drama. it. Drama! Yeah. Yep. From Chris Haynes of Yahoo Sports. There appears to be a substantial disconnect between the Sacramento Kings front office and head coach Dave Yeager pertaining to the franchise's priorities and direction. It's win now versus development of, for the future. Apparently, his handling of number two overall pick Marvin Bagley could eventually lead to his dismissal because the franchise is growing dis- frustrated with how Jaeger is distributing minutes and assigning roles to the team's young prospects.
0: <clears throat> oh, okay.
2: The Sacramento Kings are currently 9-8. They just beat the Oklahoma City Thunder on Monday in mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook's mm-hmm. return. They have wins over the Timberwolves over the Spurs, over the Grizzlies, who have been very frisky. They beat the Thunder earlier this season, too. They also beat Washington, Miami, Orlando, Atlanta. Whoop-de-doo. But the point is, they've beaten some good teams this year. They've been far more competitive than anyone expects. Correct. So, of course, the Kings are going to Kangs and fire the coach that has them more competitive and playing <laughs> the veterans that they signed this offseason because he's screwing up the draft pick that they don't have this year.
0: I'm getting Mike Malone flashbacks
2: right what like, yeah. what are they I saw this report come up the other day and I, I like I wish I could say I'm surprised, but I'm not. but yeah. it's just it's it starts with the top down. Bradley Beal said it well <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: hey Bradley, can we borrow your quote yeah, right? <laughs>
2: can we can we make this our new team slogan?
0: Look, you know, he, here's what really concerns me. Mm-hmm. So, you have De'Aaron Fox. You know, he, you and I loved this kid last year. Yeah. And he's really coming into his own. He's a very, very good NBA player. Yeah. All right. But it also took him a year to really get this comfortable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, they're apparently expecting Marvin Bagley, who's played 17 NBA games, to become something way more than he's ready to be. Like, Everyone, except the Kings apparently, knew what Marvin Bagley was coming into the draft. Right. A scorer slash rebounder and not anything else. So far, you know what he's given them? Scoring and rebounding. And surprise, surprise, he's actually the team's leading shot blocker by far. Mm. That's positive. Yeah. And if they're sitting there going, you know, that he should be playing more than 22.8 min- minutes. All right, fine. But don't... Don't, like, light the seed under Dave Yeager's ass. Right. Like, just, you know, have a conversation. And I'm pretty sure that Dave Yeager has a pretty firm explanation of why he wants to bring this kid along slowly. Because, primarily, his defense is an abomination. Mm-hmm. Look, I get the shot blocking part. That's nice. But, like, positional defense, rotation patterns, no. No sorry, That has not been picked up yet.
2: Yeah.
0: It'll come, maybe, in time, but, I mean, he's, what, 19? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> like, if that's your big gripe, get over yourself. Look at the NBA. There are so many worse things out there that, that, you know, you ignore for coaches. Like, if that's your one gripe, relax. Yeah. You should have several more gripes if you're considering firing your head coach. Right. It's fine. It's not like he's not playing him. It's not like it's Tom Thibodeau.
2: <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Here's my thing with that. If you want Marvin Bagley to start and you want Marvin Bagley to play heavy minutes, why do you Mm -hmm. sign Bialica this summer?
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Like, what are you doing?
0: As a bag-up, presumably, but even though, I mean, like, he's a veteran, so of course he's going to get, you know, in the coach's favor. Right. Yeah.
2: And he's a really good three-point. I mean, he's shooting almost 50% from three this year. Right. How are you going to go into that locker room and tell the team... Yeah, this guy's shooting lights out and playing far better than anyone expected. But we're going to go with the rookie because we think the rookie gives us the best chance to win. You're going to lose the locker room. Mm Mm-hmm. Like,
0: oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, Licha is the reason so many of these guys have, you know, floor spacing.
2: Right. Exactly. Like, you're starting Willie Cauley-Stein, who does not shoot threes. I mean, he shot one this year, and he hit it. Congratulations. A thousand percent for three. It's really impressive. Uh, you're starting Shumpert, which okay. I mean, he's shooting yeah. he's shooting thirty seven percent from three, which is actually that. great. But
0: you're just stuck in your own mind there for I, a second. I, I like, mean, how can I put this nicely without being a complete ass? Right yeah. There
2: there is no. No PG word that I could use to describe <laughs> starting a man in the year 2018, but they're doing it, and they're nine and eight, so it's it's working out. Yeah, but
0: it's working, yeah, yeah. As
2: you said, Bagley doesn't provide the floor spacing, and is like I'm not saying Bailey is a star defensively either, but at least he's providing the offense to make up for his woes on Correct. that end. Yes, Bagley will get there, but like I, I just don't. I don't even. I can't even begin to comprehend. Like, I, I guess the Kings are saying like, we had the number two overall pick. We sold him as this like star of our franchise. <laughs> now he's, you know, now guys like Luka Doncic and DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young are putting up huge numbers and this kid's coming off the bench and people are going to jump to conclusions. I think our Kings fans, not just excited that like, they're, no,
1: they're
0: not
2: they're uh, They should be like Fox and healed are both great.
0: Look, I mean, I guess if they are, it's it's because of Fox. But look, Kings fans, man, they're looking at Dontich, and they're oh, just yeah. sighing. I mean, they are just they feel so bad. But that and I don't blame them.
2: That should be similar to how Faults is now a sunk cost for the Sixers. They made their like they screwed up for sure. Like they should. No, have but this was Saluka. so
0: apparent though.
2: I know, but like it's a sunk cost. You made your yeah, pick. It might- Yes, but fans
0: are emotional. We've talked about this all the time. Fans are not logical creatures. You know that. When you are discussing the Philadelphia 76ers, you're not always entirely logical, Mr. Taborn. That is true. So, I mean, look, and again, you have to consider what they missed out on here. Yeah. They missed out on a generational talent for a one-way player.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yep. Yep. I yeah. I mean, look. I if you are a Kings fan, you should be excited for Fox. You should be excited yes. for Hield. You should, and to be... some
0: extent, Coley Stein.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah. Although <laughs> he's a free agent after this year, so maybe pump the yeah. brakes a little bit there.
0: Well, for the time being. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They, just by the fact that like, this has got to be one of their best starts in the past decade, right? Without mm-hmm. like without going through it i i can't remember the last time the kings were over 500 at this point in the season
0: nope no this is god that's sad right that is really I mean, sad yeah it is last
2: yeah. last so last let's see they're 9 and 8 right now mm-hmm. last year they were 4 and 13 17 games into the season <laughs> yeah the year before that they were 7 and 10 like better, but, yeah. But yeah. like, I mean, they just immediately the year before right. that in uh was this twenty fifteen sixteen they started one in seven. Like, oh great! Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the best start the Kings have had, at least in recent memory. So like, yes, I, it just it it's it's. So
0: let's fire the coach, right?
2: And you're right. It's exactly like the Mike Malone thing. Like mm-hmm. Boogie got. What did he even have? Meningitis.
0: Meningitis. meningitis? Right. Yeah,
2: something like that. And Yeah, he gets sick because they started. They also started really well, and then yes, he got they sick. They got a losing streak, and they fired Michael. On. It's so dumb. Just, all I could say. And then about and
0: this, then they hired the best coach imaginable, <laughs> George, George Carl. Carl.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all I could say about this entire situation is that my offer for a King's amnesty stands. If, oh yeah. If you are a Kings fan. And you want to go to another team? I will never call you a bandwagon fan, because nope. they, this franchise has put you through so much stupid stuff. No team does, no fan deserves to have to put up with this.
0: Golden State is in California too. That's true.
2: I just looked. The last time the Kings were above five hundred this late in the season, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, they were also nine and eight.
0: That was bookies. Wait a second, was Bookie even drafted there? I don't remember. Who, uh, no, he was from 2010.
2: Yeah, that was... So that's
0: actually the year before.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh DeMarcus Cousins is not... That was Tyreek Evans' rookie season, I think.
0: Oh, the 25-5? Yep. The much-hyped 25-5? Yep. And then... Yep. Whew, yep. yep. Alright.
2: So it's well, been almost a full decade since they've been even remotely competitive midway through November.
0: And now they're considering firing the coach. Allegedly, Fred Hoiberg is on the hot seat as well.
2: Oh, good. Why don't you just swap them? Just swap the two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, why not? You know. But, I mean, yeah. it's it's. Look, the NBA drama hit a little earlier than I thought it would. Mm -hmm. I thought we'd at least, you know, make it to the middle of December. Yeah. You know, past the 20-game mark for everyone. Here we are. 15 games in on average. Someone like that. Maybe 17?
2: Yep.
0: And it is it is hitting the fan. It
2: really is. It should make for a really interesting trade deadline this year, if nothing else.
0: Oh, I will be live streaming that thing. Yeah, Not, unfortunately, only in Danish. Yeah. Sorry. That's... But um, for four hours, I'm going to be sitting there. And you know what? I am in the middle of really planning that busser for Vogue and Shams. Mm. So we'll actually have a scoreboard for wow. who of the two breaks more trades oh nice we'll have an okay. official scoreboard and we'll have their faces on the screen and all that it'll be great oh my god
2: that's fantastic well that
0: like a Gonzo sport show
2: that is a a reminder <laughs> that we actually through our new partnership with Spreaker, we do have the ability to record live podcasts so like you guys can listen in while we're re- recording so we're not going to abuse that you these random ramblings well these random ramblings will still be we'll record them and then put them out you know edit them together whatever but in situations such as you know like had the Jimmy Butler trade broken this week instead of last week we would record it live and let you guys listen in as we record so you know next emergency trade podcast the Bradley Beal trade podcast (laughs) will be be live. live yeah
0: yeah, that is very much true. I don't even know if people get, like, notifications. I have no idea. Yeah.
2: Well, we'll find out. It'll be fun. We'll find
0: out. Yeah. We'll, we'll speak to Spreaker because, you know what, I actually want to give a shout-out to Spreaker. Yeah. They have been so awesome to us. Yeah. Like, just welcoming us with open arms, been so gracious and nice and professional. We had, you know, we were asking for, like, a short Skype meeting, mm-hmm. and we actually got almost an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah like of just pure feedback and advice and oh my god they've just been so great to work with
2: yes indeed indeed shouts to them uh i think that's really a good place to end this one so as a reminder that you can follow us on twitter at the nba pod you can find our twitter handles in our bio and you can troll me about markel faults, and i won't respond to you and we'll probably block you <laughs> you can also find us on itunes so please subscribe download these five-star reviews and yes we are now being hosted on spreaker check them out on twitter at spreaker and then again just double check to make sure if you're subscribed to our rss feed make sure you're still subscribed getting our latest episodes should be available on everywhere i think we're definitely on spotify already should be on yes I- we are iheart radio yep. shortly <clears throat> whatever android app you use we're there too so yeah follow us everywhere uh in the meantime I'm Brian Tapork and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort.
0: You too, Brian. Take care, man.
2: And have a happy Thanksgiving to all our American listeners out there
1: clearance. CLEARANCE.